This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Who gonna check me, bro? And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer, once again joined by Sammy Sage and Jordana Abraham because it is a Thursday and we're talking Beverly Hills. Hello, ladies. How's it going? It's okay. We just saw some really mind-blowing news. So it's going weirdly at the moment. How about you? (laughs) (laughs) It's going intensely because the Daily Mail just within the last hour posted exclusive RHOBH star Dorit Kemsley is held at gunpoint and robbed of jewelry and handbags during 20 minute during 20 minute home invasion ordeal by three men who said they were going to kill her while she was asleep at home with her kids. It's a lot of information in packed in a headline. headline. Yeah. <laughs> you really get the whole story. I hope so, everyone's okay. First of that's all. That's why everyone's she was like, held at well. gunpoint. I mean, uh, I don't I mean this Ask Kim Kardashian how well you are after you're held right, at gunpoint. Like, I guess I mean, like, not, li- like, physically. Not well, bitch. Okay. Not, like, doing great. Right. <sighs> I think it's it says no one was harmed. What did they take? Jewelry? It says jewelry and handbags. Maybe they didn't have, like... I mean, we know based on last night's reunion, we can just get into it. She owns a lot of designer goods uh, yeah. The thing to me is that she owns a lot of clothing. Like she f- wears like these full runway outfits and told Andy on last night's episode that she buys every single piece. So like jewelry and handbags aside, like her closet just of like coats and jackets and all of that stuff would also be like in the like, six to seven figures for sure. Totally. It's like if you see a man walking down the street in a full Louis Vuitton outfit, you'll know that he is uh, Dorit's <laughs> Robert. If you have a Louis Vuitton, like, monogram trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be easy to spot. Um, but it's funny, I feel like it's, she said she buys all of those clothes on her own, like, wh- when you're done wearing, like, it's not like she's wearing them twice. It's not like she's wearing that outfit twice. Those aren't w- outfits you can, like, right. re- wear every week. Didn't they say she was saving them for Phoenix? I Not guess. Anymore, I, I guess. Though, that's why, like, when Andy's saying, oh, are they being loaned? Like, are, is the brand, like, sending it to you? Like, because if it's something you're just wearing once for, like, a filming event or a party or something, like, I wouldn't necessarily want to keep that in my closet for space reasons. But it's, like, it's also just an extremely expensive undertaking. And I think Andy and certainly me wants to know, like, how are you affording, like, full runway looks from, like, new season Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Chanel? Like, literally every single designer, she, like, steps out in a head-to-toe moment. And I'm like, I... Well, Obviously, maybe... I... We don't understand Dorit and PK's finances. I just full stop. We don't know. Right. <laughs> but, like... 
It's a lot of money. Still probably less expensive than Erica's glam squad flying first class with her everywhere. Maybe Dorit only them. buys those for the filming. Like, what's Dorit wearing on a regular day where she's not filming? Like, maybe, you know, maybe it's it's not as much as we think because she only is buying maybe 10 of those looks for filming. I guess that's true. I picture her wearing, like, a Skims cozy set around the house 365 right. days a year because the air conditioning right. is, like, nice and crisp. Yeah. Well, and how then much- the... Yeah. <laughs> How much do you think one of the outfits costs if she's buying 10 of them a year? Let's well, look it up. If Let's you look, look on at like louisvuitton.com. If you look at designer ready to wear, it is expensive. Like a leather, like a that like coat is probably like $3,000. Like these are Okay. So the whole and then outfit if you're, is probably like, let's say the outfit's $10,000. Right, like the okay. shoes a 1,000. And she buys 10. Yeah. There's a $100,000 a year on on filming outfits. A lot, but like a lot, obviously. But if they're really worth millions, not like the most preposterous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. It ranges like there's this monogram mink bomber jacket that I could see her wearing that's $16,000. So like, let's give each. That's a real fur, I'm assuming. Yes, but yeah, it's mink. Yeah, you're you're looking at like five to 10K in a coat. You're probably looking at like. 1500 to 2000 on shoes and then you know you're probably I think let's say you're looking at 20k per outfit. Oh, and this then is the bags like get spread. The bags get like spread across multiple wares. We're going to have to move on like quickly or else Sammy's okay. going to start adding to cart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at 250k in Dorit filming wardrobe. <laughs> So it's like, oh, I, this I one's a little less, and it's really yeah. cute. When you when you see something for sixteen k, suddenly three thousand dollars seems like very I, affordable. Right? I have been down that slope before. Yeah. <laughs> very cost like, Well, it's on sale, so now it's. I mean, it's like still expensive, but it's on sale. Right. Well, also just speaking to like housewives and and searching. Last night I was playing like Zillow, or two nights ago I was like looking at Zillow. I like to just look at Zillow and like see like what you can get for like this amount in this place. So I was in the three millions in the Upper East Side because I just you know I wanted as to one see. does yeah you're yeah, not you're does. not alone I like down to see, the like, oh, what hole. can you get for yeah. three million what can you get for five million like what's the mm-hmm. difference between that apartment so three million we're at the three millions and I'm looking at one apartment and all of a sudden Kelly Ben Simone is in one of the listing photos. <laughs> I was just like, what? She's like oh, right. modeling the She's house. A... <laughs> so you, Sammy, you didn't know that she was like doing real estate now. No. Yeah. She's I on didn't know like that. one of the Bravo real estate. She well, Dylan up, told me that. Yeah, yeah. She popped up on a few episodes of million dollar listing New York, but she wasn't like As one of the brokers on the show. Like they were just kind of like, Oh, like, Kelly Ben Simone's at this broker's open, like she's been killing the real estate game. And it's like, okay, like, are, is she going to be on the show? Like, is there an end game here? She seems into it though, from following her on Instagram, which that's the blessing and the curse of running a Bravo account is that I am constantly seeing what way too many of these people are up to. But like, she seems like she's taking it seriously and like hustling and I don't know how much she's like selling, but she posts like some really nice properties. Yeah, she was in the three millions, you know. 
Well, it's funny how like I guess the better, the more higher up in real estate you get, the like more expensive homes you get. Um, do you think? Do you think she started off showing like studios in Bed Stuy no. or something? No, I think her connections like you know got her. <laughs> she to worked st- her way up. She, I don't the... think she worked her way up. I think she she's... probably started where she like is now and is sort of. You in, don't like, think the... she's like. She's not like the girl from your high school that's like getting her realtor's license and selling no. like. Yeah, it's true. No, <laughs> and she's downs. also, but she's also not on like Mauricio level. You know, she's not selling thirty yeah, million dollars homes either. So very few, very few are on the Mauricio level. Let's be real. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, we talked about the Dorit stuff, but let's get into the rest of the reunion. We start off still talking about Kathy and Kyle, kind of like residual stuff from last week's episode. Um, The most interesting tidbit to me was that Andy said people would love to see Kim on the show. And Kyle was like, I think it'll happen. It'll happen soon at at some point. And I'm like, okay, is that Mm -hmm. season 12? Like, is Kim are they like talking to Kim about it they already started filming so maybe she makes like an appearance here she does that I feel like in a lot of seasons she right. comes I... she came to like Farrowine <laughs> well it is her it is her niece's party you know oh yeah I don't think she should come back to the show in a any sort of major role I thought it was like so funny sorry go on that seems like a bad decision for her wellness but like coming to a party and seeing her like interact that I would definitely be into. Agreed. I don't think she should be like required to be anywhere. You know, like that's just totally like by contract, like no contracts for Kim. I agreed when they were like Kathy and Kim are very similar, but it's like Kathy has enough money to get away with her quote unquote quirkiness. Oh, 
totally. almost do you know what I mean like when Kim does it it's like sad and when Kathy, Kathy does it it's like oh it's so cute she doesn't know where anything is at all and is late and like yeah because you have with it's like a double whammy because you have obviously she's not as wealthy as Kathy and then there's like the substance abuse side of it too so mm-hmm. every time Kim is being eccentric you're like that's sad also is she okay whereas with Kathy it's like Oh, Kathy. Right. Kathy's oh, that's like, so Kathy, right? Kathy's, like, kooky vibe really reminds me of Gwyneth Paltrow, like, the way she will be on social media and stuff, like, acting like she doesn't know what's going on and, like, acting silly. And I'm Plays like, Gwyneth Paltrow it. is, like, n- not that quirky. quirky. I don't yeah. believe it. <laughs> well, what do you think of the fact that Kyle kind of, like, plays so normal? Like, she comes across as so not quirky, and they were like, she can be weird. I'm like, no, she can't. I feel like Kyle has almost like, I like Kyle, but I feel like she's sort of painted herself into this corner of being like the main character on Beverly Hills who isn't going to like really like stray too far from being sort of like friendly to everyone. And mm-hmm. like, she doesn't want to be like obviously messy and she doesn't want to be seen as a villain ever. And like, I think for the most part, it still works for her. But there are certain times where I'm like, just like let loose a little bit. Like you're Kyle Richards. Nobody's going to be like, why was Kyle acting silly? Like, I don't know. Last season, I actually felt like she was being really annoying when she was like, everyone needs to tell the truth. Do you remember like Denise Richards? When she was was like, like, she latched onto Brandy and was like, Denise, just be honest. And like, that was a little much like that felt like, Rinna-ish, but then right. this season I think she kind of stayed in the middle more and like I think that benefited her in the Erica situation. Totally. Because she wasn't like she wasn't like Sutton level questioning, but she also wasn't um like not she was kind of like talking shit about her behind her back, which helped keep her like, okay, we kind of are still interested in what you have to say, even if you're not saying it to her face. The reason Kyle doesn't make like that good drama, or at least she hasn't since like the really early seasons, is because I think she tries to stay she tries to like A stay out of the drama. Well, no, she doesn't try to stay out of it, but she tries to make herself someone who stays out of it. But if you want to have a good storyline, like you need to embrace the fact that you're going to be like at odds with someone for a while. She's been doing this a while. I think she knows exactly how much she, how far she can go while still being liked. And I think she's got that formula down pretty down pat. I think she learned a lot from Lisa Vanderpump around like how much like is too much in terms of like manipulation and trying to Mm -hmm. create a story. I think she probably learned a lot from that relationship on like, how do I get others to kind of like, I think she does it better than LVP because LVP is a little too obvious. But she does have that same sense of like, I'm going to get everyone else. I'm sort of going to like facilitate the drama, but not fully be in it, but like make a comment or two here and there. So I'm still kind of interesting. While saying she hates drama. Right. <laughs> I have I feel like we've seen this happen on a bunch of shows where it's like somebody that's really good at being a housewife will sometimes get a little bit too into the game. Like... You can you can play the game well, but then you if you get lost in the game, then you have to you know pull yourself out. And I think with somebody like Brandy or maybe like Leanne Locken, I think was a good example on Dallas. It's like you're really good at being a housewife, but you still have to like play within the or construct. Yeah, and you have to be able to keep yourself in a position 
where it makes sense for you to stay on the show and you're not alienating everybody, you're not spinning out of control. And I think Kyle never, she never gets close to that line. Whereas I think right. with, Lisa, with Vanderpump a couple seasons ago, it was like, oh, you actually like can't really reel this one back in. And she chose totally. to leave rather than be in a position of weakness. We should do a whole episode on housewives that like housewives that flew cl- too close to the sun. I love that. And idea. then got burned. Yeah, totally. They got they, yeah. they got like it got in their head like too quick, too fast. And then they just sort of zapped themselves off the show. <laughs> I love yeah. that idea. Yeah, I feel like that might be um, depending what happens with New York. I could see like a Leah McSweeney moment in that. I could yeah, see that, too. Sense. I we'll don't see, see her. She's bordering, staying on, she's the bordering show. on that. Yeah, a lot. We'll see. Um, okay, so then we talk about Crystal. Um, I do... It makes me happy that Crystal and Sutton seem to be, like, genuinely past their issues in, like, real life. But, of course, then we're on the reunion, so we have to talk about it again. And Sutton still doesn't understand the use of the word violated in this case, which was frustrating because I'm like, in the moment, I got that she was, like, emotional about it. But now it's like, look, look it up in the dictionary. You've had months... Crystal's not Also, it's just like, it's also just like, let's not spend time on this. Like, let the (laughs) violated thing go. I actually, I thought Crystal, like, I really liked her a lot more after this, this reunion episode. Yeah. She seemed like, I don't know, I guess she was talking about a lot of vulnerable stuff between like her dad and the racist comments and like her weight issues and like, it just made her seem much more, although she had been talking about that, I guess, scattered throughout, but I don't know. I felt th- like for her. Okay, especially after listening to Crystal come on mention it all, it's I now see her um like her whole season a little bit differently. Like now hearing her reflect back on like where she was when she was going through the filming because I think she was not I really don't think she like understood what she was getting herself into and there you're watching almost like the opposite of a Kyle where it's someone who does not understand those Mm -hmm. like nuances of how to come across in certain ways. So I think she was really interesting to watch just knowing that you're watching like a pure performance almost. And I think all of those things that Jordana, you were saying about her, I think she's a really good example of someone who obviously has the very privileged, perfect looking life. Her husband is, you know, famous and wealthy and successful and they have the house, the kids, all this stuff. But she has a lot of, you know, baggage stuff that she's dealt with in her life. And none of it feels like she's bringing it onto the show to use for a storyline. It's just her Mm -hmm. life. And I'm glad that she's being open about it and sharing it because I think it does endear us to her and make her more relatable, however you want to look at that. But, you know, sometimes when women come on these shows and then it's like, oh, well, I have this family drama that is really stressful. And like, you know, my mom and I fight all the time. Like, do you want to see that? And with Crystal, it feels very, it feels more organic. And I appreciate that. Totally agree. Where it's like, it doesn't seem like I'm like, what, can, what how can I like storyline my family into this? Do, what did you think about yeah. the leather pants? Do, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Were they ugly? I would think you they're fine. I wouldn't fine. think about. I wouldn't wear I them. But the, yeah, she. I think if yeah. I saw them, I wouldn't think about them after I left. Me either. I actually could relate a lot to Crystal's like ni- like attitude towards nice things too. 
Where she's like, I don't really mm. think or like care about nice things, but if someone like gives me a nice thing, like yeah, I'll use it. Uh, okay, come on. I, I think she I, doesn't care about nice things because she's always had them. Like for in, the, in her adult say, life. Like, I think once you, you don't ha- own once that, you're at a that certain special Hermes bag, if you don't give a fuck, like that is once a you're special condition. Hermes it to you. Once you're at a certain point, what's she gonna wealth, do? Give it away. Yeah. I mean, if you're in a certain like wealth bracket, it's easy yeah. to be like, ah, like I don't need nice things, and it's like, oh, you like this right, house? It's like, let's see right. when. Let's see when you don't have it. And yeah. she, she said during the season that she loves throwing parties for other people. Oh yeah, I like, was like she I hosts hate a other people's events at her home like three times a week. It's so expensive. and that is extremely. Are you that's sure like they're a very not frivolous way to yeah. spend money on? Your friends. It didn't sound like it. I don't know. For I would like, throw parties totally. for people if I no. had. Her oh my money. god! If someone planning a wedding, I'm like, I am never spending. Get away from my house. Money. Not on at an my event house ever again. I would throw if I were rich, like her. Which you know, it's hopefully, so much pressure. I would throw parties like that. Right. I would love to attend those parties. I think you know I would, so much fun, I, But I'm like, yeah, totally. I'm like, I would love to attend them. I think it's great to get host. But I'm like. Who would ever want to take on the responsibility and financial burden of like thinking of the details of all these little Well, when the bag that's sitting on your counter is $90,000, I don't think you really worry about like how much the cupcakes are going to cost. Like I just, you know, I I think you're in a place where it doesn't matter. I would gladly attend the Rinna Beauty Lip Kit Lunch. I would not plan the Rinna Beauty Lip Kit Lunch. She had fucking like (laughs) cabanas for that. Like, oh, they're so so wasteful. Events are so, I know they are so wasteful, but they are wonderful. They do, they're the stuff of life. Come on. Like, <laughs> I know, but like, yeah. <laughs> think about all your fun memories. They're at events. Yeah, but they could have been at like, in like the park. Like it wouldn't have been, the memories are not like, oh, and that like three tiered layer cake with the, like from the expensive bakery. It's like, oh, like my friends were there and we had a great time hanging out. Right, but it's about creating an ambiance. And she... <laughs> the stuff of life. She yeah. has... Look, she, here's the thing. She clearly... It clearly is not, you know, making a dent. So... Right. Well, this is why, Dylan, when Better you started, to spend your money on other people. We were getting a batch's office. I was like, oh, we'll just get, like, a basement in, like, a room <laughs> with, like, no windows. And, like, it'll be cool because the space is there. And yeah. Sam and Ely like, were like, everyone will be we're together. not going to involve you in this conversation. <laughs> that works. She's well, like, everyone would be together. They'd be collaborating in the basement. <laughs> the new batch's office is lovely. So whatever, whatever the arrangement was. <laughs> well, this was for our first out. office. <laughs> yeah. You're like, we'll take whatever the smallest, cheapest WeWork spot. Yeah. So do you remember that? Do you guys, did you guys watch they Silicon sit Valley? sit on each other's laps. Do you remember in Silicon Valley when they show him the first office and it's like literally that? And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then we're a startup. Anyway, we digress. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's get to the main, the main course, which is all of our Erica conversations. Um, this was the night that Andy was supposed to put Erica on the skewer and turn up the heat, which turned out to be a joke when they were like not rolling, which annoyed me because I was like, no, like put her on the skewer. But. Yeah, I thought there was a, there was some juicy stuff in this episode. It really was the last fifteen minutes. You know, it was not the the majority of the episode. So obviously, they're carrying over into part four because Bravo hates us and wants us to. <laughs> Honestly, I'm we're, grateful we're to Bravo. Be free. If I didn't have anything to watch next Wednesday, then that would be one more Wednesday where I had nothing to watch. So I am thrilled that it's another week. 
Even if there's yeah. filler, I don't care. I if thought they it was just air the remaining footage for more Wednesday nights. I, I watched watch that the too. remaining footage too. Um, yeah, I thought it was. I mean, it, it did seem like a little repetitive. The Erica conversation to the conversation they had last week. It sort of seemed like they'd already like done it, but this was more about like the victims. But it seemed like again the same conversation reiterated. Well, did it seem very different the, to you? The first set was supposed to be about her marriage, like pre-lawsuit, and then this was supposed to be about the lawsuits. So even though they're all intertwined partially because right. she wanted to confuse us and like make them yeah. all about the same thing, they're actually totally different because one could get a divorce separate from lawsuits. I appreciate in this part when Erica was said, I'm here to answer any of your questions, which LOL. And <laughs> I liked how Andy sort of let the women ask their burning questions because I think it's been so long since they filmed the season during some of the episodes, watching it was sort of, why aren't you asking more questions? Come on, like, ask right. the questions. And so, you know, Garcelle had a question. Crystal had a question. People clear, these women clearly are curious about the situation. They feel like things that have happened affect them or they have feelings about it. And Garcelle, you know, I think one of the most frustrating things has been Erica continually being like, why would you think this affects you? Of course it doesn't affect you. How dare you even wonder if it affects you? And so Garcelle brought up right away, why can't you understand why we might be concerned about this or think that we might maybe should be concerned about this? It's weird that she doesn't get it. I think she gets it. I think it's like she's too defensive. It's like, I feel like it's not that she doesn't get it. It's that she's decided that she's not going to accept it publicly. She's not going to acknowledge it. And when Sutton says, you know, after she read the article ad nauseum and Erica ran away and she calls the LA Times article a hit piece, which like objectively is not. It's not Star Magazine. (laughs) Right. she, She was talking about it like it was a radar online, like gossip mag. It's clear that Erica has certain things where I don't think she's stupid. I don't think she doesn't understand. It's like she is not going to. She has her reality that whether she believes it or not is the the public line that she's going with. And she's not going to say, you know what, that L.A. Times article was fair. Well, that's actually a very effective strategy. Like you see... I hate to say it. You see Donald Trump get away. Like, that is the strategy. It's like, if you just do not acknowledge certain things, then the conversation never gets to certain places where you wouldn't be able to handle it. Like, she, like, it's not that she's, it's not that she doesn't understand why they care, or it's not that, like, she doesn't think the LA Times is, like, she doesn't know that the LA Times is, like, legitimate, like, outlet. It's that if she were to acknowledge those things, the conversation would be out of her control and then she wouldn't be able to like handle that it's right. not it's really more about like putting up a barrier from the conversation going certain places right and when she says over and over again well if anybody asked you you know the truth and you know that anything negative is bullshit and the whole thing is we don't know the truth these women don't know the truth they know what you're telling them they know what they think they know but Erica herself is saying it's going to be a long time before we know the full truth. So to say like, well, you would never be liable because you know the truth. It's like, 
What? Right. How? I mean, I mean what like actually what? Dewey? Like that was another part of the strategy. It's like putting words in their mouth that they know that she's innocent when like, I'm sure that's not simply all that they think. Right. And it's kind of like, what if, what if the news, what if the lawsuits were because she killed someone or because her Tom killed someone? Like, would they be like, she'd be like, this has nothing to do with you. Like, it doesn't have to affect you. It's kind of like, yeah, it affects them because it's also just kind of like, this is who, could this be who their friend is? as a person affects your friendship with someone. You can't say like your lawsuits have not, like if you, one of you were being sued for like murdering someone last year, I'd be like, yeah, that might make me think about our friendship. It wouldn't have nothing to do with me. That's why she says that thing. Yeah. That's what Kyle said way back at the meeting with at Dorit's house. She's saying, I'm not going to desert my friend because she's getting divorced or she's broke or any of this stuff. But if you're, if we find out that you did this shady shit, that's a whole different ballgame. Right. And I think Erica's just like not ac- accepting that that part of the dynamic is like real or valid. And it just is. It just, you can't pretend it doesn't exist. That's why she keeps saying, you all believe me. You know, I'm telling the truth. It's like, Dick, no one really is going to be like, actually, we don't. Like, right, if she or says we're it not, they're times. too scared of her. Or right. even like, we're not sure. Cause like, fine, if it's your friend, if I had a, if you were my, if Sam, Sammy, let's say you were accused of, of, of this. Uh, let's say it's right. the same situation. Yeah, I would be like, okay, like, I, I'm not saying I know you're innocent, but like, I maybe, I'm not sure is a appropriate answer, which is like, I think that she's like, if by saying I'm not sure, you're like turning on me. But Erica's personality doesn't allow for that. Like, like that's why she keeps she can't under she has to pretend she doesn't understand Garcelle's question. Yeah, and I loved that. Then Kathy had a question. I was like, okay, Kathy, like get in there. She asks (laughs) because she doesn't watch TV. How is this different from you know there have been legal issues and stuff on other shows? And Andy jumps in and he's like, well, in New Jersey, it was fraud you know the gut with the government the irs stuff like that and so in this case it's different because there are literal victims and garcelle crystal dorit sutton everybody on the couch basically is like bingo that's that's why yeah also if you watch the housewife and the hustler like you have a message of tom girardi lying to his client slash victim's face like that is not the same as like joe judice like not paying the right amount of taxes like it's so different Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin 
Mandarin Orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day, and it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. So then Andy is like, see Erica, it's because there are victims. And when her first response is, understood. However, it's like, stop stop it. What about when she claims she's not the victim? And it's like, you've been playing victim the whole time. She says she she says I I've never said I was the victim. I'm not a victim. And then Sutton is like, well, it, sometimes it just it feels like. And she's like, well, my life is upside down. How could I not be crying? How could I not be sad? How could I not be all of this stuff? And it's like you're describing yourself right being a victim. Also, like no one no one is saying that she shouldn't feel sad or she shouldn't be crying. They're kind of like, we want you to like channel that into sympathy for someone else. And it's so strange to hear her express I don't I don't know if she has convinced herself that she has expressed remorse or whatever for the victims publicly but she says, you know, I feel this way and I've said that I feel this way and I know all of us watching at home and all of the women are like no you have not and I it's it's so hard to watch somebody that's so out of touch with how Every single person is watching and experiencing what's happening. But then, like, in the same breath, she justifies that by saying, like, I can't say anything legally. So it's, it doesn't make right. sense. Well, the legal argument, again, like, I think we talked about this last time, where it's like, I can see why there's this part of maybe she was advised, like, to say, like, I feel so terrible for the victims is to acknowledge that there are victims is to sort of admit guilt legally. So I do see how that could play some sort of factor. But then, like, don't make it about you. Even if she said, if these are victims, like, if she kept repeating that if there were victims or, like, if this is true, it is so terrible. Like, that's just not what she's focusing on. Right. The alleged victims thing comes back into play. And I definitely I get from a legal standpoint that she is in a tough position. And I do think that is worth noting. And it's important to remember because 
you can't act like she like Erica is in an easy situation right now because she isn't. But there's I think she just doesn't really understand the whole vibe of that she doesn't seem like she really actually gives a shit at the end of the day. Not at all. Right. About she's anyone very, but herself. She that's really the thing. Like she's very um she wants to like kind of combat these emotional critiques with like facts that only she has convinced herself make sense for her argument. Mm-hmm. But no one's perceiving it that way. And that's ultimately what it is at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. And I mean, say what you want about the court of public opinion or about, you know, mob mentality or whatever. But like a lot of people watch this show and people with very, you know, diverse perspectives and ways of thinking about the world and backgrounds and stuff. And I don't see very many people watching the show and coming away being like, yeah, I I think Erica's handling this well. It's just not, that's not really how it's happening. And I do think that if she lent, like if she leaned more into that viewpoint, even if it was fake, she would just come off a lot more likable. Totally. And she also, I was really perplexed by her response when Andy asks her point blank, if she knew about any of Tom's whatever. And her response is just, I do not work at Girardi Keese. That's what where all the financials are kept. And Andy responds, so that's a no. And Erica says, that's your answer. And this is very like, this feels like... That was very telling. A direct... It sounds very like a court here. <laughs> court answer. It's a direct line that somebody has told her to say that will keep her out of some potential incriminating Perjury. herself or liability yeah. or something. But it's like... You know that, I get that legally that might be the correct thing to say, but it is a horrible impression watching the reunion because right. you're like, so the answer to that question isn't just no. <laughs> Doesn't play well in the court of public opinion, <laughs> even if it does play well in court. The No, the answer, though, like, tells you everything you need to know. Like, she, meaning, like, if you say, do you know anything? And she says, I don't work there. Like, that it's doesn't basically matter. pleading the fifth. She's she's yeah. essentially saying, I'm not going to really answer your question. Well, I'm going to say this thing that is has been deemed acceptable by my counsel. I, t- yeah. I tweeted last night. I was like, I don't work at McDonald's. And I know there's some something questionable in those chicken nuggets. Like, it's just not like that's not how the world works. That doesn't. Right. It's not convincing but at all. Can you also see a situation where she's on trial and she's on the stand and a lawyer pulls up a video from this reunion and uses this as like something she said or didn't say. Right. So like, let's yeah. say she does like, like it makes sense to me that she is answering that way because this is all filmed. This is all literally like evidence that anyone could use if she says anything different in court. So it does make sense to me that she's almost like being by the book cause she's covering herself for a different situation, but she's not going to say either. Yeah. Totally. It's just, it's, it's an unusual dynamic for a housewives reunion because normally in this situation, if the person was that worried about saying something incriminating, they probably just wouldn't go to the reunion. But obviously Erica is broke. <laughs> right. She needs to be there. Yeah. And she needs to be on next season. And I believe she is because she was spotted working out with Garcelle, which looking I can't imagine. Pity. I saw like, that. Looking at Bravo. <laughs> 
even if she and Garcelle no are in like working out. an okay place, yeah. I can't imagine that they would be casually hanging out like that if there wasn't filming happening. So agreed, agreed. That is not a natural interaction. Yeah, and so right at the end, we see her her anger starting to creep out because Crystal asks where her anger is, and she's like, "It's here, bitch. You want to see it?" I just yeah. I mean, I'm excited for next week to see. She seems like she might. I don't know. I don't think she's going to do anything that drastic just based on like the promos. I think she is in a place where she is prepared to talk a really big game. But at the end of the day, it's like you're not going to walk across the couch and what, like stab Sutton. Like, I mean, like what would happen? There's nothing that's going to happen. Her thing is has always sort of been talking a big game. Like right. when she yeah. freaks all out bark. at people, like all bark. Yeah. And then everyone's too afraid to see if she will actually bite. Except Sutton. But you know who you know who does bite? Lindsay Hubbard. <laughs> yeah, oh, look at that of- transition. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lindsay arriving I, at the winter house yeah. is like Chaos. it needed to happen, and I'm so glad it did. <laughs> I'm so surprised that she, I mean, unless this is like totally scripted of her, but like, I'm so surprised after her whole thing with, with Carl that she thought it would be like a good idea. And again, I think this is partly probably for the cameras of like, I'm in love with you um, right off the bat. But like, it did seem kind of like if you, if that had happened to you a season or two ago on a different show, would your first instinct be like, let me do the same thing and like see how that plays? Because in dating, no one has ever done the same really stupid thing. If you got to watch yourself on camera do the thing, I feel like you might learn more of a lesson. I don't know. I don't necessarily <laughs> buy the I'm in love with you. Like that seems a little bit extreme. But I do believe, I think that. Lindsay went to the house thinking that she and Austin were like gonna have a thing, at least during filming, because they already, I mean, they slept together before, they tell us. So I I get why she, it's like hard when she arrives and literally the first thing Austin says to her is, so I made out with Sierra last night. And she's like, oh, like, what Are the fuck? Are you gonna fuck? do it again? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, well, I wanna do it again. <laughs> okay. During Watch What Happens Live, though, she said that she was so drunk and she didn't remember telling him that she was in love with him. I know. That's. That that's makes it worse. The kicker. <laughs> Lindsay, stop to drink less if you do stuff like that. I mean, like, <laughs> you're on national television. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think that's like why she's on national television though. Cause right. she does I shit guess like that's this. How she gets... like, this okay. was when she said, I'm in love with you. Like my jaw dropped, like the, the farthest it's dropped all night. Like that was the most shocking moment of last night's Bravo watch. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most cringe I would say for sure. But yeah. I was like, like I was just so okay. shocked. <laughs> Are Craig and Austin siblings are related? I cannot no, tell they're them not, apart. They're not I related in apart. any way. I have Austin... no idea which one's which. Austin is like slightly blonder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Craig is slightly more similar. dad looking. I feel like they look like twins. I have no idea. I'm granted I'm bad at this, but I have no idea which one is which whenever any one of them is on camera. They definitely could be brothers, but I relate. Like even having watched Southern Charm, I understand your confusion. Okay. I'm I want to know what you guys think about Sierra sort of calling out Lindsay for like a girl code violation with Austin because they've made out once. So now Sierra feels like she has some kind of like dibs on Austin. But I personally feel like Lindsay was kind of there first. 
I was thinking that too. Like if if Lindsay had arrived a day earlier, would they have even hooked up and would this even be an issue? But at the same time, I feel like Sierra knows like, obviously I need to cross a fight over this. I can't just like back down. Well, I think it's just the recent part too. It's like they just hooked up and then she's coming in to like, yeah. how long ago did, did Lindsay and, and Austin sleep together? Like a couple years ago. said New ago. Year's? No, they said New Year's, didn't they? But no, the New Year's going into like 2020, maybe. Right. Or 2019. So I'm saying, okay. Oh, so before that's the like, pandemic. Yes. They hadn't seen okay. each other in a year before filming. Okay. So that's like a while ago. I do think that Sierra has somewhat of a point in the in the idea of like, if they were going to be together, it's not like they were like seeing where things went. And then she mm-hmm. like... It's like she was the mo- more recently one dating. Like if you had a friend who hooked up with someone that you were currently dating three years ago, you wouldn't be like, well, that's their dibs. Well, I don't think either of them were like ever. I don't think either of them has that strong of a claim on him, frankly. Mm-hmm. But I do think Lindsay has like the best friend claim. And so it's like it's like she has the we've slept together and we FaceTime all the time claim. So it's like. I don't, I'm not sure Sierra knew that, but, like, again, I don't think either one has, like, that, like, I have strong to say, of a claim. It was devastating on Lindsay's behalf watching last night both Luke and Austin say that they loved her like a sister. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I actually thought, I actually kind of thought that, like, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, Lindsay has a, t- a pattern now on the show because because she had the same thing with Carl. I actually had the same thought as, Jor- as Jordana. Like, Lindsay's maybe kind of digging herself into this hole of, like, trying to turn her friends into boyfriends. And right. who she films with, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, it does make for a good storyline. But also, like, is that really who she is? I don't know. Is that that might be her thing? I do Maybe think that's she a, feels that's like know. a that's like a trait that some people have, where it's like every person who gets close to you and who you like could potentially be attracted to. You're like, what would happen if we fell in love? And you know, sometimes maybe that works out, but that's not like not everybody who's your friend wants to be your boyfriend. It's a right. rom-com, and I could see Lindsay Hubbard as someone who, like, believes she is in a rom-com. So, yeah, I think that... <laughs> I mean, that's when, you're, when your friend everything. sleeps with you, it, <laughs> might, it might give you the wrong idea when your friend sleeps with you. So... Yeah. It, 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 if neither... Ex- exactly. And I think a and lot both, of people have... In both have, cases, that happened. I think a lot of people yeah. probably can relate to that, that it's like, if you kind of... If you let things get murky, then it's hard to get you know, back to the the normal place. But plus like ugh. yeah. Plus like why wouldn't she try it? Because if it works out, then she has this like amazing on screen romance. She'll get her she'll have her Amanda and Kyle wedding. Like why wouldn't she but like give it a try, shot? You could play it you could like ease into it. Like don't yeah, come the in drunk guns blazing. Does Lindsay Hubbard seem you. like someone who eases into anything. I like, mean if she walks her, on, she walks she's in with like, a box of fireball under her arm. <laughs> If I were on TV and didn't want to embarrass myself, I think I would go into it differently. But I guess just think of someone who's living under a totally different zodiac sign. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's she's not ruled by the same planet as you. Like, she is uh, someone who, like, doesn't 
doesn't like think that way. She wears her heart on her sleeve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, look, I hope Lindsay Hubbard is very happy someday, but I kind of hope it doesn't happen while she's on TV. <laughs> I think it almost can happen for some people while they're on TV. Unless you're like Sheena. Oh my God. Why would it happen for Sheena, not for Lindsay? Well, That's what I'm saying. We'll I feel like, well, I mean, Sheena's relationship also. Uh, work in progress, perhaps. Which she like, has a baby now, and like Lindsay wants a baby. You, you haven't been watching Vanderpump, have you? No, but there's a baby. There's a baby, Her, but the the baby daddy is. Oh, he cheats. He has, I hear that. I heard that in the background. No, he, not even. He, ha, not even he hasn't that. cheated that we know of, but he has two kids in Australia that he hasn't seen or spoken to in four years. And, and doesn't he has pay the child support. Viol- and he has yeah. domestic violence. Yes. Like the I reason he can't see them is because of some back child support back pay and a domestic violence claim. So like Ugh, Sheena, God, Sheena's another baby one, daddy. That's similar. just coming out now. Like. This there have been inklings, but it's I've happening seen. on the show. Like, they're Lala's kind of stirring it up. I saw Lala at lunch with, like, a few people stirring it up. Like, per- in person? <laughs> no, on TV. <laughs> okay. Oh, I was like, when you were in L.A.? Where? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like, on TV in the background. Because, like, I'm, you know, I'm not, like, really yeah, watching it. you're, like, dabbling. Like, yeah, dabbling, exactly. Okay, yeah. well, <laughs> I'm so excited to come back next week for part four. All the, I'm sure we'll get all the answers we've been longing for. No more questions after part four. <laughs> nope. Ever. Until season well, 12. Yeah, I mean, I hope season 12 is as good as season 11, because this was top. I don't have high hopes for it unless something random happens, like, in real okay. life. Camille Grammer has been uh, popping off on Twitter saying she thinks they need to bring... Um, a firecracker into the cast. So is that her? I volunteer as firecracker. <laughs> She's like, who could it be? <laughs> is it me? <laughs> I don't right. think it is. Like, I don't think it will be her based on the, the tone unfor- of her tweets. <laughs> no, the unfortunate thing is that Rinna is coming back. It's unfortunate. Although yeah. maybe they'll let Tori come back now that she was held at gunpoint. I th- maybe I she's think off Dari the is chopping block back. now. I think Dari is coming back because she and she and PK were recently in London and Kyle went to visit her, which people were thinking was perhaps I a heard there's moment. like I heard they like want to start an agency in London and like someone told me like Alexia's gonna be part of that. I believe that is true. Oh I, be- okay. I believe I've heard that as well. I'd kinda like to see Joyce come back. Hoise? I think I'm the only Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. I don't know anything I mean- about her. Oh, you I not Lisa No, oh, I've yeah. seen the season. I still yeah. don't know anything about her. <laughs> um, yeah, I I would love for so positive. She was. I would love for LVP to come back. Oh okay. yeah, Speaking that's into- not going to happen. But I really, I would love it too. Yeah. We'll see. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, follow the show, follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. Check out our merch collection. We have a brand new Kathy Hilton coaster set. They're acrylic coasters. I have our they're old so coaster cool. set. They're like the best. And they're all of Kathy's iconic catchphrases and everything. Um, so check that out. Betches.co slash Bravo merch for the whole collection. That's a great holiday gift, I have to say. If you are if you have a friend who loves Bravo, this is what you should get them for the holidays. Indeed. Totally. And just be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. 
Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.